0: For more information, visit OutdoorEdge.com. The truth on the Houndsman XP podcast network is fueled by joy. Joy Dog Food has been in business for many decades, since the 1940s. They've never had a recall. They only use 100% American-made products to bring you a dog food formula that is going to keep your hounds on their feet and performing at a high level. Late round bound, the next bear race, the next cat race, whatever you got going, Joy can keep your dog fueled up. I personally feed Joy for this reason. They are not afraid to get in the trenches and get in the fight. They will show up at a local meeting where people are trying to pass tethering laws or... Uh, breeder's bills or whatever and put their name on that and put their reputation on the line to support us so find joy dog food on the internet find that dealer locator find a dealer near you go to joydogfood.com and keep those hounds fueled by joy
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic episode of the truth on the Hausman XP Podcast Network. And today I am joined by Mr. Zane Allen. Now you guys are gonna remember Zane from some of the Circle Points episodes and some of the other stuff we talked about. Hey, did you listen to my uh thyroid uh debate deal with yes. the vet? Okay. Yes, I listened to it. I right. <laughs> just double
2: checking tell your fam family up there tone it down gee whiz they sound like a herd of buffaloes upstairs they're jumping up and down sounds like <laughs> but
1: reason we brought zane on here again you're gonna hear a familiar voice from some of the other episodes but we've talked about uh coon hunter and white tail hunter relationships and it's that time of year what are they doing up there <laughs> i have no idea i'm down here with you how would i know <laughs> Well, is this a nightly deal, or is oh, it yeah. just because I'm here with the podcast? No, tonight? it's it's a nightly deal. They <laughs> they jump up and down every night. But uh, we talked about this. It's that time of year. It's middle of rifle season in North Missouri. Uh, you just shot coon season, yeah. Coon, coon Season start today or second coon season, yeah because now we have a first and second season. Why do we even have one? It ain't, why ain't it year round? I don't know, and I know they're going that way eventually. They surely will. Aren't you, what Jed call you, like a physicist f- 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 <laughs> or something? <laughs> yeah, but contrary to popular belief, Jed don't know everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they, they will eventually. But what really kind of aggravated me about this is now our season comes in August 15th, October fifteenth, yep, and then shuts down from October fifteenth to November fifteenth, and then opens again in November fifteenth. So what they did is they gave us a couple months before the deer season or before the rut hits and all that stuff, and the deer hunters. So really, all they done, and they also open trapping too. Right. And all they done is make it to where the deer hunters can dog proof their bait sites and get your cans out of the way without us bothering them. Yeah, so we'll take it. It's better than nothing, but still not ideal. Uh, our coon numbers. What are you seeing for coon numbers right now?
2: Oh, we're probably as good as they've ever been. I don't think there's what five of us in the county that's coon hunting anymore. Yeah. Well, there's me, you, which Noe only hunts
1: during season. So me, you, Jeremy, Noe, uh, Francis is down in Trenton now. Who else coon hunts?
2: Everybody else is in the next county over. To say if they do, they won't coon hunt with me or you. So well, I mean. That, there's I reason. mean, I've gotten to the point where I won't even coon hunt with me <laughs> or you. <so.
1: laughs> there's a reason for that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, and we all hunt the same farms, though. Yeah. Like, we all, me and Jed hunt over here on you, and then we all hunt out there on Hartleys. Uh, a lot of us hunt there around Ravanna on some of that stuff. Schaefer's where I live. Yep. You know, we all hunt pretty much the same stuff. But uh, coons everywhere. Oh, man. And deer everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you shoot, you shot a freaking dandy the other day. I was actually talking, showing the Jed the picture yesterday because they haven't killed nothing, so I was rubbing it in. <laughs> but what he, what was he? Eight pointer? You said he scored one fifty one. Yep, one fifty one, some change. So. And I'm, I'm looking at your wall over here, and so you got that one fifty one. You got these uh, ones that are just skull mounted, and then you got the one, two, three, four, five uh, shoulder mounts, and
2: I assume that one on the left is probably scored the highest. He's actually second. the second. One in the middle's one in the middle, the, the tall highest. one. Yep. Yeah, even so ten. Yep. What do those score going left to right? Now let me turn around here. The left one's one sixty-five, one fifty-five, one seventy-two, one sixty-five, and then that smaller eight points one forty-two.
1: Okay, and so and then you shot one hundred fifty-one inch eight this year. You got. A handful six tracks over there i'm just gonna guess in between 135 and 145 on all those yeah and so how long have you deer hunted uh and we're not we're gonna get into the west virginia guys and the guys at least some of your land for deer hunting too yeah between frank and all this stuff around here uh you got quite a few deer hunters coming in you got a cabin that they stay in you got living quarters up here at your shop that you have leasers in yep
2: and how long have we been coon hunting them farms and people been coon hunting those same farms? Oh, as far back as I can remember. I mean, like you said, Francis and them, I yeah. know you used to come out here and hunt on Frank. Me and you have hunted together out here since we've known each other. Yeah, I remember the first the first night we hunted. We ever hunted together. I guess we
1: can tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> Duds is a three-year-old, so I've been nine years ago, yep. roughly. Yeah. And he's 12 now and so uh what was that freaking
2: thing reno 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 he was my favorite dog <laughs> a great pup i don't think he ever treated coon but he yeah. is my favorite dog
1: so i had a chevy blue and then people that don't know me know that even my hunting vehicles i keep them pretty clean on the inside yeah. some of them are train wrecked on the outside and look like they've been rolled and some of them have but the inside's neat and yeah. clean and i'm kind of picky about it even when i trapped out of it i kept everything on the outside so i didn't have to smell anything and i built a dog box for the inside of this old chevy blazer and it didn't have a bottom on it it would just slid in and you know it was just a wire crate type thing and zane called me and we'd known each other we'd met several times before but we decided <laughs> we was going to go hunting one night So had reno and duds we didn't have anything else did we? no i think it was it yeah and uh you threw reno in the box and i uh threw duds in the box and we get halfway down or no we we'd made a drop first didn't we
2: no it was before the first drop before the first drop yeah and what reno do reno took a big old deuce in the back of the blazer speaking of that i see (laughs) (laughs) so yeah and it wasn't just a
1: i mean you wasn't feeding joy dog food i know that no (laughs) it was whatever it was it was a
2: lot of it (laughs) well i feed my dogs good (laughs) I reckon. and so you thought that was the funniest thing ever. that was probably the funniest thing i ever seen was watch you hack and almost wrecked and on, whine the, and on the carpet of that and blazer if, not to mention how you keep your vehicles but if anyone knows you how much you whine about stuff like that so this is really the first time we'd ever even hung out or you yeah. know went anywhere and you was a whining, wanting to kill my dog, and <laughs> and he needed it. Yeah, probably so. But like I said, he's my favorite dog, whether you ever
1: treated Coon or not. But the on the side note, and I did
2: get some comeuppance because you left your leash on the dog too. Yes, yeah, that part wasn't near as funny. Matter of fact, I think it's when I went to complain and you said, "Oh no, I thought it was funny."
1: And you know, I sold that thing a year later, and it still couldn't get the smell out. On a hot day, you'd leave that thing out in the sun, and you'd get in it, and it'd smell like freaking dog shit. Well,
2: I can remember when we got home that night, and it was season. Hell, it was a bit of cold. Yeah. And when you got home that night, that's the first thing you did was take a garden hose and start spraying. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I sprayed it down into some place you couldn't get some scent killer into, because I never could get the
2: smell out of that thing. Yeah, I headed home giggling and went to bed while you was out there washing inside until you your I know I
1: out. waited till it was cold again before I sold it. <laughs>
2: when the guy came
1: over here and looked at it, I'm like, boy, he's going to be pissed in June. <laughs> (laughs) 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 so that was nine years ago and then after that we started because i moved out here uh what two years after that probably or maybe Mm -hmm. even a year it wasn't long yeah yeah, I bought, I don't, yeah, I don't I, I bought that place off you and then I went to hunting because back then I hunted kind of more over West Princeton and all that stuff. But then I started hunting these same farms. Yeah, I was that. gonna say I think that night we went
2: out here easter Havana mm-hmm. somewhere. I don't even remember where we went. Yeah, we
1: was hunting over there on Schaefer on Max, I think, is where we yeah. was hunting. Yeah. But yeah, then I when I moved over here, we immediately went to coon hunting all these farms again and immediately uh we noticed, you know, still killing big deer
2: everywhere. Yeah yeah that don't seem to change no and Coon so, hunt one night and kill big deer the next
1: so over the least let's just go back this decade so over 10 years on all these farms how many nights a year between three of us that hunt it mostly me you Finley, uh chance used to hunt quite a bit he don't hunt hardly anymore i don't think is babe still alive
2: no not that i know of okay. she she disappeared he let her out one night and she disappeared and yeah. never come back i don't she know was she was old too anyway she had went to a neighbor's house at one point in time and when he went and got her she was laying laying on her couch so she very well might be yeah. at the neighbor's <laughs> house she on the couch is. but uh
1: chance was hunting quite a bit then we were all hunting together a lot but how many nights a year do you think dogs got turned loose on these farms
2: oh i don't i can't even put a number on it i mean anywhere from three to five nights a week yeah so you I mean, know
1: at least 200 nights a year i think summertime maybe not quite as hard yeah. you know i mean there's a, a month when it's a miserable cold that we can't hardly hunt and there's usually about a month month and a half when it's a miserable hot we don't want
2: to hunt yeah and so yeah i know i back off a little bit in the summer and hunt one yeah. or two nights a week but and so over the last 10 years uh and all these bucks
1: have been killed probably in the last close to 10 years right
2: yes Yeah. the yeah just about every one of them had been killed in the last 10 years
1: and some of them behind the place that i bought off of you yeah and then the rest of them which it got hunted quite a bit too especially when i moved over there i was hunting blue was on that farm every day i think yeah and then how long have the west virginia guys been leasing this is
2: their 13th year i believe yeah so and you sent me a list and i posted that on on some social media, yeah and when you called and asked about the podcast i thought about it and i i don't have the list no more and i wasn't gonna go through the trouble of getting it yeah i say i'll have to look and see if i can't find it somewhere too but upwards of how many
1: how many Boone and crockett deer have been taken off that farm
2: I'm not even sure what the Boone and Crockett rule is. Well, 170. I yeah. know
1: they've killed some bigger than 170. Yeah, I was going to say they've
2: had uh, multiple 170 plus, and then and, and I think two now in the 180s.
1: Didn't one year they kill four big bucks out of there? Yes. Yeah. Two and, with a bow and, and two with the rifle. Yes.
2: Normally they do kill multiple three yeah. to four 155 plus. I mean they won't shoot anything. It's not a four, no. or five, six year old deer that. And
1: these are all four-and-a-half to six-and-a-half-year-old deer, probably. And so I know that's a big deal amongst the whitetail aficionados because one of the gripes they have about dogs is, yeah, it doesn't run all the deer off, but once the human scent and the dog scent gets in there, then the mature whitetails, they get up and they leave and they don't come back. What do you
2: think about when people say something like that, Zane? Well, just I'm out here every day, you know, I farm. I'm on these farms not only in the night but in the daylight both and if you run him off you'll see him again in an hour he's coming yeah. back you know if that's where he is and then don't get me wrong i've seen deer that especially this time of year in the rut might be four or five miles from where you're getting your pictures of them yeah you know that's part of it but when they've got a home place unless you're just harassing them shooting at them chasing them with your buggy you know which I don't, that might not even run them off i, <laughs> I guess, don't know if I, it would or not yeah either. i was just say but i've watched countless deer as you're walking in there with a the light and a gun to go do your dog shooting coons recasting whatever you want to do and them deer just either get up and traipse off and you'll see the same deer the next night now the
1: reason one of the reasons i wanted john here too is because this is multiple farms and we're not talking don't get me wrong it's good deer hunting obviously you know it's good deer hunting but we're not probably the best county in missouri uh for shooting big deer
2: no i wouldn't say i would say
1: probably even east of us is is even a little better you get in the northeast part of the state absolutely uh known for big mature white tail deer and then we're not i mean because people are going to say well it's you know there's so many big deer and you know of course they're they're shooting them still but they're still running a good portion of them off etc the same thing doesn't apply in georgia as it does in north missouri the, the whitetail mecca and all that stuff but
2: well if we got that many 170 plus inch deer we need to share some of them anyways <laughs>
1: that's right <laughs> that's that's one of my biggest complaints amongst big whitetail hunters is that it's not always about the health of the herd it's not always about it's just big antlers they want rules in place to make it way easier to shoot deers, deer with big headgear.
2: Don't it. get me wrong; I don't care to no. shoot a deer that don't have big headgear. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, not out there looking for fill my freezer. I we raise no. cattle. I just <laughs> need a yeah. steak. Yeah, but, but I would do like to go out there and shoot a good deer, just like everyone else does. But I enjoy coon hunting, and and you can do both. Yeah, and what? How easy does it have to be?
1: <laughs> I mean, how easy do we need to make it? for white tail hunters to shoot big deer i mean what at what point does that stop where they're just like you know i tripped over three on the way to the stand <laughs> and i finally you know shot one i i, I don't
2: understand how it's got to get any better yeah i don't know i mean we grew up in a day where you could <laughs> do both anywhere you wanted to and and i tell you what it's it's turned into a money money yeah. game is what it's done and and I think that's a lot of stuff, you know, when you go to adding big money and people paying this to do that, then it turns into problems.
1: And on the deer hunter side, like the, the farm, the West Virginia guys come up when they're up, we don't turn dogs loose. Absolutely.
2: That's what you asked me yeah. earlier. If I'd been hunting, I said, I haven't hunted for two weeks. Yeah. You know, I don't whether it's west virginia or i've got a lot of places i can hunt mm-hmm. i normally just don't turn loose during the last week of bow season first week of rifle season just out of you know respect yep. i guess and don't want a dog come up missing you know junky dog chasing a deer or something and someone do shoot it yep. I, I just don't want the headache so
1: well i know that usually mice cut off is halloween uh of course, we we got kids. We're going doing the trick or treat and stuff on Halloween. Yep. Usually, so uh, the night before Halloween is usually the last night I hunt up until uh, you know the November. You know the, that first week gets over, and then maybe I'll hunt in between a yep. night or two if I really got a young dog. I think needs to go out, but otherwise, I'll just wait the nine days of rifle season and yeah, then absolutely. and then yep. go out after. Yep. because that's a common courtesy thing, right? Too. You know, how many times, and it, this this happens, we don't have it happen very often. I can't think of it, maybe one or two times. You forget to turn a tracking collar on on a young dog, or something happens, you lose signal, you lose the dog, and you're out there tromping around. The dog's still at large, you know, during the day. and yep. it's Not only is the dog in danger, but it's also going to screw somebody's deer hunt up if their dog's actually running by the tree stand or something right. like that while they're in it. So it's just common courtesy to, to do that, but... I think that whitetail hunters don't understand mm. that we're not going to bother anything if they let us. We're actually going to do some good. Yeah. You know, what? how many, especially in October, when those deer are not moving very well and it's still pretty warm, there's acorns everywhere, there's still corn in the fields, uh, they're getting up, they're getting a drink after dark and they're going back to bed and they're, and that's it. Yep. you know so we we bust in there with with some dogs maybe we'll get them deer up and moving yeah maybe you're that day after we hunt
2: yeah is Ho- the best hopefully us traveling or yeah. traveling through there at uh three o'clock in the morning maybe at 6 30 or yeah. 7 30 whenever they're, you're in there he's yeah. coming back they're trying to get back in you know there. yeah i actually one of my best bow
1: kills was the night after i deer hunted when i lived out there east ravana uh there on z i'd coon hunted right in there the same spot i was bow hunting the next day and i got in at four o'clock in the morning couldn't sleep got up on my tree stand six pretty 155 inch 10 walks by shoot him done deal you know and that was october 16th that was when deer season opened on the 15th yeah you know and that was the second and they're not moving very good that time of year right so we can do some good
2: absolutely yeah
1: and so back to the west virginia guys uh which i don't think i've ever i think i met him once we had a cookout up here or something like that. yeah i try not to introduce you to anybody that i want (laughs) to stick
2: around but if i'm if i'm bringing you over to meet people it's because i want them to run off
1: (laughs) we should have got them over here and got them on the podcast because i would like to hear their views on this but like when when we're hunting in there because they get us on game camera all the time absolutely and sometimes it's just me by myself like when i got a new buggy yep you know, and I drive, drive by on the white one, and I usually have the black one. They call you and say, hey, who's yep. this who's Yeah, this I got retard? a picture
2: of the white one as soon as you got it. Just <laughs> yeah. one of you guys.
1: And so what do they say whenever they make those phone calls and you tell them it's me or somebody that's just coon hunting?
2: They just check and see who was in there. They say, hey, is this you? I said, "Nope, nope." you see that guy running off. My next question <laughs> is, why don't they just lease all of North Missouri? <laughs> I think <laughs> we-
0: if they had the money, they would. <laughs> yeah.
2: But what brought him out here? An ad in the newspaper. Really? Yep, yep. Frank actually listed that in a newspaper 13 years ago. No, they had an ad. Oh, I see. They had an ad, and Kelsey had read it. My wife read it and and told her dad, said, you ought to call these people. They're looking for a place to deer hunt. And why he made him do it, I have no idea. I mean, he'd never leased ground out, had friends and family, had always hunted on it. Mm -hmm. He called them, and they come out and looked at it, and it's been worked out great i mean they're great guys we've got a great friendship now
1: and what about because i mean you guys got quite a bit of ground uh what about the friends and family that were were they deer hunting on that farm too did you oh yeah did you rub anybody wrong there as far as bringing them guys in
2: you know i don't think so i no. mean i it might have no one said anything there was like you said there were a lot of friends and family and, and That we've still got like you said we've got ground you know everyone's still got a place Mm -hmm. to hunt as far as i know and and i don't think it was that big a deal
1: i say that was one of where they leashed right there around that deal other than that tornado piece that's where i started all them young dogs
2: that was a good place to coon hunt until that tornado comes yeah and it's still a good place to coon hunt you just can't walk through it
1: no and i just didn't want to turn anything wild wild in there but a pup a pup that's just learning that ain't going very far. Yeah, those were perfect. Yep. I love that farm. Now Wes Hamilton's not a big fan of that farm. Yeah. Every time, to- every time he's took Ruby in there, he's got beat. <laughs> he says Ruby can't tree a coon in there. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> be a fan of it either. <laughs> so, what do you think? And so, as far as the relationships with the deer hunters go, uh, you guys obviously have a good one uh whenever they came in and you told them that you coon hunted that farm what were their initial thoughts on that
2: um i don't i don't know they might have went home said hope he's lying or hope he don't coon (laughs) up much i don't know they i mean that was uh, part of the stipulations you know they come out here anytime of the year they want to they come out and we've got a cabin they stay in it they come out turkey hunt they put up food plots they're here about four times a year normally, maybe five. and uh, But that was the stipulations. You know, when they're gone, we can use it. We don't deer hunt it, but uh, we got we turkey hunt it, squirrel hunt, coon hunt.
1: Yeah, I say, me, you, Freyberger, and Burns, that's where we all went squirrel hunting that yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I
2: mean, it's, we still on the ground, you yeah. know.
1: And, and they've never, not a single word about any of Because, I mean, part of that is, I assume these guys are really good deer hunters
2: they are i mean you don't you don't kill like i said earlier there's there's two guys normally come out and hunt sometimes they bring a friend or two but mm, most years both of them tag out rifle and bow you know they'll come out and rifle hunt for a bow hunt for a week might fly home come back rifle hunt for a week yeah both of them tag out and when they don't just shoot the first deer that walked by you know they're they're pretty picky they've got a, a list every deer they run Multiple cell cameras yeah. and do they name the deer? I don't know. So I, I think some not. of them. I oh, think geez. some of them's named. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think just lost all respect them. for them. I think some <laughs> of them's named. But uh yeah, I mean they, you know, they've got a list, and this one's young. We're not shooting it, you know. Yeah. And so they're making sure they're shooting mature deer that you know they they know know the deer know think they know. I don't know. I don't know how good they are. I know are. they've got plenty of cameras in there because it looks like a Christmas tree whenever yeah. I drive the buggy through there at night. <laughs> and I'm not a good enough deer hunter to tell you that that's a, that deer's four years old by looking at him. Maybe mm-hmm. they are, you know. But they they've done a lot of studying and and they're good at it. I yeah. mean, Well, and people are going to say, well, you, Lisa, what is that farm? Five hundred acres or so? I don't think it's even that big. I think it's like three sixty. Yeah. So call it, 400, yeah, yeah.
1: Call it
0: call it four hundred. The Truth is sponsored by Havoc Hunting Supply. When you are looking for high-quality gear, go to the people that understand the demands you put on your gear. Havoc has a full line of top-quality hunting gear that meets those demands. Rugged hunting vests for the big-game houndsman to the sleek, high-speed, low-drag vests for that late-round-bound competition hunter. Havoc has what you need. The Havoc website features a complete line of hunting gear for the serious houndsmen. And they feature that iconic Havoc logo. Go to HavocHuntingSupply.com and order your gear today. It's time to turn the hounds loose. It's time to wreak some havoc.
1: And a lot of it's pasture you know it ain't like it's 400 acres of just brushing crops no nope. you know it's a big chunk of pasture in there uh it's not you know if i was going to pick a single farm in
2: this county to lease to just to deer hunt that wouldn't be the one i picked you know and that's why i was getting ready to say earlier about when you asked if it made any friends mm-hmm. and family mind i don't think of friends or family i've never deer hunted it yeah but i don't think any of the friends or family have ever killed anything big to speak of off of now there was a 200 inch deer killed off of it before they leased it but i think it was a fluke deal you know they they hunted like me and you do they they go out and sit for an hour and drink coffee and (laughs) and by then we hope it's coffee (laughs) by eight by eight o'clock we're mad and ready to go back home Mm -hmm. you know these guys are they're deer hunters they they put a a lot of time and effort into it and a lot of hours spent in the stand so
1: and so how would Because we do hunt a lot of least ground, Uh, not just that farm, but you look at all of Helbing's. Uh, What is that? The Double Deuce Ranch. Yep, yeah, that's the Double Deuce. And how many? I mean, how
2: many guns do they outfit and bow guys? No, I wouldn't even have a clue. I mean, that's a big deal up there. (laughs) I know Mike's an awesome guy, and yeah kudos to him for letting us go up there and coon yep. hunt and, and, it's and a, keeping his thing going as strong as it is yeah. i mean he's got it figured out it's the same thing with them from september 15th to usually about the first of january
1: uh we're not allowed in there either which is fine right because you know, that's a huge chunk of ground huge tract you, you know? know and
2: and that's what i tell every every guy i try to get permission yeah. off of i know a deer hunter got at least i'm like hey can we share this can i go in there about february and hunt from february till june yeah. you know and give me a new place for four or five months yep i'll hunt the months of the year that your deer don't even have horns and you can't tell what it, what they yeah. are you know and yeah. some guys are like yeah that'd be great and some guys are no i don't want you on me at all which you know it's ours it's
1: yeah and what you had the one guy say you didn't want him scaring the turkeys
2: off Yes, yes, I did have a guy I asked him about hunting in the spring and he didn't want me scaring his turkeys off. And I said, Well, as far as I know, this dog has never ran a turkey, but you know, he he might. On a side
1: note, I was at the world hunt, yeah, uh, there a couple week or a few weeks ago and uh sent a tree to coon out of the truck for two hundred and was treating the ground and below
2: a bank was she struck on a turkey for a hundred
1: no she wasn't she actually <laughs> we turned her loose right on a hot coon. and she wheeled around and struck it that's the only time i've ever struck the dog for a 100 in her life i knew i was going to lose the cast as soon as i done it but uh she got treed and uh i mean this may be a little illegal but i got her up on the bank and i was just waiting for him to come look at her hole you know and i'd already looked in there and you it went way back in the bank and you couldn't see nothing in it but it was on the bank there's a big oak tree right above it and i just kind of pulled my thermal up and Oh, I wonder if there's a coon up there. And I seen them just glowing like crazy. I was like, huh. You know, she's already tree again. She's already barking <laughs> at this tree. And I'm thinking, I wonder what I should do when them guys come over here, you know. And then I, I pulled the deal and turned my light on real quick because they were still a half mile away from me, and it was a big turkey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I don't think I could have got it plussed anyway. But... Well, I wish you wouldn't have put your light on. You? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to hear how that comes out. I know he's here. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> no kidding.
1: <laughs> he's right behind that turkey (laughs) but most guys are going to be because you get the guy and you see it on facebook all the time social media all the time all the deer hunters are ruining this and the deer hunters are ruining that and in some places maybe they are um i know that at the world hunt this year southern illinois was a train wreck uh, with all the deer hunters and the crops Mm. coming out and the game wardens all over the place I think some guys got tickets. I know they had to meet with PKC and the and the game wardens and all that stuff. Really? Oh yeah, it was it was a mess. I know on our cast and we weren't even quite on the farm yet that we didn't have permission on. But the dogs were, but we weren't. Oh yeah. And a guy come in there, a game warden come in there and said, "Hey, where are your dogs at?" And of course, we've got Garmin's, you know, right. we can show him where the dogs at. Get them out. Get them out right now. We've already had a call. We walked by a cell camera, I guess, or one of the farmers Shell and corn over here had at least, and we drove right by him and turned loose. And yeah. yeah, I mean, and that was a regular occurrence out there. But in most cases, uh, deer hunters are going to be, you know, we, we hunt on them all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of it is these guys don't go up and talk to them and they don't build any relationship with them. Right. Uh, you see, and I'm kind of guilty of it too, but like, say, around here, and I see louisiana plates or south carolina plates or new york plates and there it's always a brand new truck with a topper pulling a ranger and so that's how you know they're not from here and they're here just deer yeah and you'll see them in a farm that you may want to coon hunt and i don't stop most of the time which i've got plenty of ground i don't have to worry about it anyway but most of the time you can go up and talk to those guys and explain what you're doing
2: oh man they're they're outdoorsmen just like yeah. us i mean i don't get me wrong i i know what this podcast is about and and the relationship but i have a great relationship yep. with about any of them i we've got the louisiana guys like i told you earlier staying in the sh- shop over here they fish fry for us every mm-hmm. year you know they're they're awesome yep. and I, I deer hunt that lease too yeah and it's, it's not actually ours but they you know i go in there and deer hunt that lease they ask me when it's to fish fry they're like you gonna coon hunt this week we want to go with you yeah you know yeah, they come up here to have a good time not yeah. to not to be a dick and run someone off, you know that's not what they're here for. They're they're wanting to do the same thing we're wanting to do, just a different style of hunt.
1: Well, I think the worst thing that we could do is not build that relationship, and the first time they meet us is when our, our dog is treated on their deer lease. Absolutely, that's the worst possible scenario, right there. Mm-hmm. Now, say I go turn loose on you know something that's that's close to hellbings, and the dog ends up on hellbings, and hellbings come over there when I'm there. They already know me they already know who i am they already know i didn't do it on purpose well,
2: it makes a big difference whenever it's a stranger or someone mm-hmm. even if you've only even if you've only met them in a the cafe of a morning and drank coffee and just made small yeah. talk in there you know if, if you see an out of state or someone you don't know in there this time of year drinking coffee nine times out of ten they're a traveling deer hunter whether yep. they're from kansas city or from new york you know mm-hmm. they're a traveling deer hunter if you'll visit with them in there and say where are you hunting at Are you having any luck? You know, make small talk. Yep. And then, like the other day, I was in there visiting with them. I said, where are you hunting at? Out here east of Ravana. (laughs) I'm like, really? Where at? They told me. I'm like, I've been on that place. Get to visiting with them. Tell them you're a coon hunter. And then if they do see you in there, they're like, hey, this is that guy from the restaurant. You know, he was polite and courteous. We'll come over, one to visit, drink coffee this morning. They ain't going to come in there saying, I don't know you. What are you doing here? Yeah, Exactly.
1: And so one of the things, because it's difficult for people, especially in the social media age, to just go up and talk to somebody anymore. Yeah. You know, they would rather take a picture of them and put it on Instagram and be like, these mother effers are in the spot I used to coon up, and I can't coon well, go, go talk to the guy. Absolutely. Go say hi to him. And, you know, I'm not exactly the friendliest guy in the world, <laughs> but even I can go over there and and And, you know, schmooze a deer hunter and see if I can't maybe get on some coon hunting ground a
2: little bit. (laughs) And I'm telling you, you know, I don't know how it is in different places, like you said earlier, but around here, nine out of ten of them are here for ten days, you know. They're here two weeks, ten days, and they'll say, hey, you want to go in there after January? You know, I'm not coming back, or I might be in here late season. I appreciate if you'd stay out till January. You want to go in there January? You have at it. You know, they don't care. And a lot of guys if like you the do, fact that we're there. Yeah, when they're when we're when they're because someone's there watching yeah. over it. You know, yeah. you know, there's no that if something happens, you can call them yeah. and say, "Hey, this is going on here." Or, you know, there's a vehicle here. As they're supposed to be. And... Yeah. Well,
1: you look at them guys that got the Buckeye Bottoms lease just there north of the cabin. That's always full of turkeys. Yep. You know, always full of turkeys right there, and uh, I never see anybody there during turkey season when I'm turkey hunting at our cabin. You know, and. uh couple deer seasons ago they're in there they're coming out as i'm coming out with jace and i've stopped bs with them for a little bit and i said hey you guys come down during turkey season or are you just deer no no we just deer hunt and i said do you care if a guy goes in here no no i don't care yeah yep. that's some of the best turkey hunting in all of north missouri and all i had to do was just talk to him yeah and of course they don't care if i couldn't hunt either and if they'll let you in there they'll let anyone in. exactly <laughs> so <laughs> probably pretty easy going guys i'm guessing yeah So, yeah, I mean, it can't be any different here because it can't be any different in the South. I can't see how it could be. No. Because you hear this complaint from Virginia to Nebraska to Texas. I was going to
2: say, and from what I've been to the South, you know, them guys in Texas are the best guys I've ever been around mm -hmm. to deal with, so I can't see how you could not get along with someone down there.
1: No. And just like me and Jed talked earlier, um, Kevin's whole ranch is just there for deer hunt. You know, that, that whole ranch is just, and all the,
2: all the farms around it, and them guys are just there to deer hunt. Uh, and Kevin and Cole's prime example. If yeah. they put up with you and Jed year after year, <laughs> I don't see how anyone could not get along with them. Hey, I went down there hunting with Cole a few weeks ago,
1: and he took me to a pecan grove that I've never seen so many coons in my life. I think we treat like 14 coons. Really? And by we, did, we only hunted until like 1130 with Dom and scent and Goose. And uh Joe's guided me several times and it, it wasn't nothing like that. <laughs> so <laughs> Joe probably so, <laughs> Joe probably guides you in those places on purpose. Joe Joe knows me better than Cole does apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but i asked joe because i didn't know whether to be happy with joe that he got cole up and they both took me to this spot or mad at him that he took me to all that crap before he took me to this spot yeah
2: knowing he had that spot i know well, them's good guys right there no cole and joe and, and kevin and
1: karen and all them folks down there in east texas i mean that's that's one thing that's another thing lone star's coming up is that your i ain't gonna get to go oh what you do gotta, you got to do You gotta work
2: I carry mail. Oh my gosh! Government worker. Yeah, okay, I took a week off and really, I said, you know, that's the week I go to Texas. Well, I know you went to Texas, but I didn't know what week. And I said, well, <laughs> it's that week. You had four in January to choose from. I him.
1: had a deal in my mailbox that said they're hiring rural carriers. Or well, something they like might that. be hiring another one. <laughs> <laughs> they might be hiring another one. What is your uh, schedule? Is what do you got? For what do you got in the kennels right now? Let's switch over and talk some Cone dogs i've
2: got one dog in the kennel Did is that him? that one out of whiz yes bang i call him well, what's he like is that the one they took out super Stakes? no that no. was throb we uh we've got three of the whiz pups yep. out of the first litter and uh bang's the one i've hunted primarily yeah i've had him since he's about six months and i don't know what he's like really he's pretty calm and he can when he wants to and he can look like an idiot when he wants to remind me of duds <laughs> he's got a lot of talent <laughs> he just don't use it all the time yeah.
1: duds would use it duds had a good knack of it, mixing in something else retarded into his talent every night because yeah, you'd one, see a flash out of duds every night
2: yeah this one don't have the flashes on his off nights he's just as yeah. Plain paper. Is that I mean, that one that when we ever That's him. Yeah. You know, he's got a good mouth. Yeah. He moves around good. He could treat coons. He's got he's got the talent. He just some nights he don't feel like treeing coons, I guess. Yeah, what's he do on them off nights? Just run. Just run. Yeah.
1: That's a trader treat. That's the trader I'm hoping right when in. this one's three. Usually that
2: from between one and a half to two and a half they're a chore. Yep. and then they, they kind of come out of it that's what i told jed i was trying to get his money one for fall super stakes he was one year old you know mm-hmm. and uh i told jed i said you know i said i'm not trying to offend you but all the trader dogs i've ever been around needed killed till they's three years old <laughs> yeah. i said then when they's three year old they become rock stars yeah. i said i'm hoping you know we doubled up on trader i'm hoping that yeah. it, it might be six before he's a rock star since we doubled up on it but it's a weird strain of dogs because they start early they do, and he did, too. Yeah. He treated his first coon off the silage pit by himself, live wild coon, never seen one before, at six months old. Yeah. Or five and a half, six months They're freaks months old. like that.
1: They're just, they give you so much hope, and then they start super early. That's how Jed got Ralph and Bella and some Rain. of them ones and Rain, and they get in that slump, and Trick, Yep. you know, Trick was the same way. They get in that slump, that one-and-a-half to two-and-a-half-year-old slump, People get mad at them and they sell them. And Jed's a master at buying them things for little or nothing and well, keep them and around long enough to
2: I was say he knows enough about that line of you dogs know. that he he knows what they need. He can you know. he can bring it out where some of the other people you know don't know what to do with them and give up on them. And I I even know what to do with them and I want to give up. on oh, them. Oh man, it's miserable. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I I know what he did going through now with him being out of one of our own dogs or yeah. two of our own dogs. I guess we own both the male and female when you're raising something to have your own starting your own stuff that's where's the other two at one at fry burgers one at burns one at fry burgers and then logan send has got one i had two of them and i couldn't do this one yeah this one's the one i liked and i wasn't doing the other one enough justice you know whenever the other one would get to looking if he didn't look good i just wouldn't turn him loose yeah. you know i kept turning this one loose what, do, what
1: are the other ones doing
2: uh the one at fry burgers got supposed to be really nice he's yeah. a coon trier he's he's the one we raised all three of them until he was i don't remember how old and we sold that one well we sold that one last january right there about the time we went to lone star yeah and he went through a couple people everyone that had him said he was a coon treer he just don't have a big mouth like the other two i got you you know he's got an average mouth kind of chops on the ground like Wiz does yeah and and trees coons trees trees a pile of them they say i have only hunted with him time or two they've had him down there the whole time so what
1: are they taking to lone star i'm guessing he'll go yeah
2: and then uh I don't know what Burns will take. I think what about he,
1: my favorite dog, Whiz Bang? What's he up to?
2: He's just living a good life. <laughs> he get, he? He's getting coon hunting yeah. some. Are they going to take him down there, I see? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. You know Chris. He ain't going to leave home without no, him. Now I'll probably draw that idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> then he'll beat me, and then I'll be really mad. <laughs> just, I hope so. <laughs>
1: Uh, so what else we got Zayn? you want to finish up on any deer deer hunting advice that you got this whole wall of big deer hunters and there's probably like three deer hunters listening
2: to this podcast right now we better throw them a bone well i don't know any advice i whenever you see a deer shoot it yeah that's it i tell everyone they said where where'd you kill him when'd you kill him i said the best time to shoot a big deer is when you see him. <laughs> don't don't go eat lunch is that don't your go advice? eat lunch that's my best advice yes i the deer i killed this year i killed right at lunchtime and uh he actually come off the the lease we was talking about earlier yeah. he'd come across the fence and come in on the ground that we still got the we hunt and that was game over for him i well, took him over there to the cabin and said you guys went to dinner and this thing was running around your farm the whole time i said i don't, I don't know what you guys are doing you can't kill them in here in the cabin what about uh jared's deer where did it come from he come from one of the same farms yeah. there they're that all, was a good deer too i mean they're all right here yeah Every one of these deer on the wall have come within three miles of this house, probably five miles. Well, I think your house was five miles down there, Mm -hmm. but that's on the road. I think as a crow flies, it probably ain't over three and a half. And all of them were hounds of traipsed for three decades. Yes. I mean, that's, you know, the farms that I've got left that I can deer hunt. Them are the only farms that I can coon hunt year round anytime I want. And no one ever say anything to me. So, you know. Them's the ones that get hunt the hardest. They're also the ones that I can drive around, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they get turned loose even in the summer months, whenever, you know, like that deer there was killed in a cow pasture. I yeah. could drive that twelve months of the year, so that's one of my favorite farms to turn loose yeah. on.
1: I uh, say so this farm right here by the hay shed, I bet you it gets hunted three hundred and fifty nights a year.
2: Oh, yeah. There's, there's always somebody too that in that. And that's the you know, that's the biggest problem. He was asking about numbers earlier. And you drive down the road, you see coons. Hit by cars everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh I had a deer hunter send me a picture the other day. Had seventeen in one trail cam picture. Yep. He said, "I thought you was a coon hunter. You're supposed to be coon hunting over here." I said, "Man, I can't take the population out, especially no. with the dogs I'm packing." We but, we uh, we, heard, we can hurt them there at the hay shed. I was gonna say the hay shed. This place I killed this buck over here. Mm-hmm. uh Places like that. It's hard, to style, it's hard to get a good track yeah. to run, you know. Them yep. coons, it, And we we have to have places like that. Yeah, if, if the coons are still there, they're smart, and yeah. they hear that buggy pull in, they're like, uh-uh. <laughs> I, didn't see, I yeah. didn't see my whole family get wiped out by these guys. Absolutely. Yeah. It's climb or die with them guys, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, it's uh, we ain't getting down. Yeah. So it's, you know, a lot of them places that we hunt four or five nights a week, it's hard to tree a coon on them, yeah. you, know? you know, especially on, oh, bad nights at the coons ain't moving very good anyways yep them places they ain't moving at all and just to talk about how coons can repopulate so quickly
1: we will in january on a nice night when people are killing 15 20 coons and everything's good and you turn loose over here at the hay shed after we've been pounding it all Mm -hmm. year you're not going to tree very many coons no you're lucky to tree a coon or two yeah
2: and you're going to be three quarters of a mile in there when you do and then
1: come april You can go in there and tree six, seven, eight a night again. Yep. You know, they move in that fast. And then I've noticed one thing about that farm is even in November, December, during kill season, you're knocking out a lot of little coons. Yeah. Kittens. Yeah. Kittens that were born late. I was going to
2: say, I noticed that. Well, Mm -hmm. it might have been last time me and you was Mm -hmm. hunting in there. We killed one and you was like, this thing, like a kitten.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a four or five pound coon in early
2: December. Might have been some of them I brought home from Texas. (laughs) Yeah, might have been. (laughs) i've been bringing them texas coons home trying to win another one of them belt <laughs> yeah. buckles show my dogs what they smell like between you and Burns, i'm gonna have to go win a belt buckle just so i don't have to listen to you and burns anymore burns he hey. wears his everywhere i got mine on do you absolutely oh my gosh <laughs> i'll tell you what but you could win five of them and you're still going here for me and Burns. well that's true
1: too i want to get i'm going to get my own hunt where i know i'll win and get like a championship belt Like a WWF championship belt. And then while you guys are wearing your little bitty belt buckles, I'm having a big belt. Hey, it'll have
2: to be a one-person hunt (laughs) if you know you're going to win it. You're putting it on. Well, I
1: I mean, I'm either going to have to cheat or just have my (laughs) only only entry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You'll probably move your dog in under a turkey and get minus.
1: Yeah, I say I won't make it to where I can get scratched off off game. (laughs) All right, Zane, we're about at time. You got anything else you need to add? No, I don't. Well,
2: I think. Unless you forgot anything?
1: No, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about the whole deer hunting thing because I do
2: want to. I do want to go back, really, mm-hmm. go back to the thyroid deal.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, go you, ahead. you
2: already did bring it up, <laughs> thinking you was right. And I am. But no, you're not. He said on there that there uh, was thyroid dogs. Yes. That needed these pills. Yeah. So and do you all, agree all, now that these thyroid never, dogs need these pills?
1: <laughs> I never said that there was no such a thing. As a thyroid
2: dog. I did say that all these jokers giving these dogs these pills ain't thyroid dogs. You know, and I believe the last time we had this conversation on a podcast, we we agreed on the same thing. There is a lot of them that, you know, throw them at them say, this is what it's got to be.
1: I will say one thing that he brought to attention, that Taylor brought to my attention on that
2: podcast,
1: and that is there's been no study to see if uh, the thyroid pills are a performance enhancer. And they may be,
2: yeah. You know, know that that is that is a possibility. I have no idea on that. Yeah, and I, and I agree with. Well, yeah. I'm not going to tell you you're right, but I'll agree <laughs> with you that there is a lot of people that say, you know, my dog's acting wrong, thyroid right now. Yeah, we put them on the pills, and yeah. you know it's it's not no, but a true thyroid dog. And I tell you right now, I've told you before, I'm a thyroid person. You take taking pills away from me, and I'm going downhill. Yeah, you know, and right. a thyroid dog's the same same way one thing if I it's did, a thyroid dog and it's got to have them pills and you ain't giving them to him you know no. you, you, now that
1: i agree with yes. true thyroid dogs if they don't have them pills they are not they are going to be a train wreck absolutely i just don't think that any of these dogs not any of them i bet one out of a thousand of these dogs that are getting thyroid pills right now that are running this circuit are actual thyroid dogs
2: well and i don't but
1: there I, may be and he did say that we don't know if it's a performance enhancer or not it may make a dog that's just a common dog a good dog and so there is there is that
2: well and if that's the case i'm getting some thyroid pills because that's all i got common dogs and <laughs> yeah. I, i'm gonna up him <laughs> well maybe you're
1: just a common deer hunter and all of a sudden you got your thyroid pills and now here you are just stacking deer hey, up on the wall that
2: could be that could <laughs> be see you're getting these thyroid pills and i'm getting ready to buy stock ever. i may
1: buy some. maybe i can get more work done yeah, because you're a common worker right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my boss may hear this. <laughs> Let's keep that to a minimum. But no, the deer hunting stuff, build relationships. Most of them, yes, there are some absolute dickheads that are deer hunters. We all know that. But most yeah, of loaned,
2: them... I loaned one a gun one year. Yeah,
1: me? Yeah. <laughs> that's how you know i'm that's how i know i'm a hardcore deer hunter so i'll call the night before deer i My like hey zane you got gun i yeah. yeah, i've seen mean. a big buck i may actually want to shoot it so now i think you just go you build relationships talk to them do all the stuff that we do and next thing you know
2: you're over here with umpteen thousand acres to out. absolutely and like you said earlier i said i don't remember who said it but you know make that relationship because them guys are them guys are good dudes they really yeah. are i don't want to get on here and bash deer hunters yeah. by any means you know because i'm doing the same thing i'm i'm putting them on the wall yeah. i'm gonna have six after this year so you know they're good dudes they're out there enjoying the wildlife too just yeah. you know yeah instead we... instead of bashing them make that relationship you know because most of them like i said earlier if you'll go up there and visit with them and say hey you're doing having any luck you know and just make small talk, and before you know it, they're like, "Hey, you ain't a bad guy." Yeah, if you want to on out there, you know, yep. give me my month and a half of bow season, rifle you know. season, late season, and then have at it. Or even, you know, some of them guys where
1: baiting's allowed or something like that. Go out there and dump some corn in front of their cameras, or let them because you know them guys are in West Virginia. You go out and change the batteries in their cameras and stuff. Absolutely, for them and all that stuff. And, and You're right here. That's
2: how good a guys they are. I go, they'll mail me. I don't even buy the batteries really oh yeah they'll mail me double a batteries which you know i've got two laying on the end of the table (laughs) (laughs) but they'll mail me batteries pay the freight on them out here and like hey can you run up there and put that in that camera can you adjust this can you do that and i'm like absolutely you know it takes 10 minutes yeah i run up there and do it kill a 165 inch deer and they're like you gonna mount him i'm like absolutely we'll send him with us we'll pay to have him mounted and we'll bring him back to you yeah you know, mine's on the, mine's on the bus right now to West Virginia. Yep. He's headed to West Virginia already. Go. So, you know, they're, they really are good dudes. They're they just, must be. Cause it's just like Kevin, if they'll put up with you. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, and they're ones of them that send me pictures. Hey, look at these yeah. camera, you know, we, we ain't getting nothing but coons in our food plots. And I thought she was a coon hunter. Yeah, I'm like, well, I am, but you're gonna to have to buy me a good dog, <laughs> go. just because I'm traipsing around out there lighting a gun.
1: Won't be <laughs> long. They'll be bringing dog proof traps traps with them from West Virginia, yeah. try to get all the coons off the farm.
2: Yeah, I just say, just because I've got a dog and a light and a gun, don't mean I'm a good coon hunter. You know, there's a lot of people out there that's deer hunting that ain't killing big deer. Right. You know, just because you're doing it, don't mean you're good at it. <laughs> all right well we'll
1: shut her down i can't think of anything else but yeah just to reiterate we can't have our first uh introduction to a landowner or a leaser or a hardcore deer hunter be us trespassing on their farm no it can't be the first time they meet us and we've had that absolutely yeah, you know that, and sometimes that's not anybody's fault bad stuff happens and it's always important to take that as you're in the wrong as as the guy that's doing the trespassing absolutely you know i've been caught on farms before where i ain't supposed to be and the first thing i say
2: is i'm sorry well and and the worst part about that is you'll have someone that wants you to come coon hunt maybe you know and they'll say hey i own 200 acres over here can you come coon hunt yeah well you can't really because that's the only 200 yep. acres you got around. Yep. And you know as well as I do, you turn that dog loose, he's going to make a right turn right off the bat yep. and be on the neighbor. Bam. And that guy don't know you. Yep. He don't want you, Coon Hunt. You know, he might eventually. Yeah. But like you said, you can't that can't be your initiation no. whenever you walk in there and he's like, Why are you here? I don't know you. I don't want I, you know, I'm trying to deer hunt and you've yeah. got dogs in here barking, waking me up at one o'clock in the morning. I know it's got to scare my deer. Yeah. No, you're right. And we need to good thing is you build one relationship and next thing you know
1: those guys are talking to their neighbors absolutely and they say hey i got a guy coming here to coon hunt and if his dogs get over here he'll just come get them it's no big deal and then next thing you know there's three four farms and you've got a big chunk of ground yep. so yeah be likable like me and zane you are like zane anyway <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm not letting you talk anymore we're getting off here <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us on the truth on the
0: houndsman xp podcast network